welcome to Success at Scale, the podcast that covers business stories from experienced entrepreneurs and startup founders on how to translate business ideas into business results. I'm your host, Greg Stein, and today we're going to talk with Lewis Shank, who's the founder and director of Boost Media Agency. Lewis is helping brands amplify their message, reach more people, and build their authority through public relations, digital media, and so much more. He is a contributor at Entrepreneur Media, too. So, Lewis, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us more about you. Greg, thank you so much for having me, man. I am super excited to dive right in. So, yeah, I guess my story is a little unconventional um, to most. So, to give you the high-level summary, basically, I grew up in the capital of Australia called Canberra. Um, went to go to university. After two weeks, I decided I did not want to go to university and study what I was studying. So I literally packed up and uh, went to college in the US and got myself a golf scholarship over there. I was there for about three years where I really grew as a person a lot. Um, you know, growing up super shy and introverted, but pushing myself out of my comfort zone and going to you know a small town in Kansas of all places was like way out of my comfort zone. So that was where like, you know, my journey of growth kind of started. And I think that whole experience is like instrumental into where I'm at today. Um, so yeah, I did that for two and a half years, finished my degree back in Australia. Then I yeah got into business and started an events company, which is still a nationwide events company here in Australia. Um, but yeah, for the last two and a half years, been honed in on Boost Media Agency, um, working hard, putting in the reps to really help our clients grow and really to position themselves as like a, an elite personal brand. So obviously, you know, the online world is very saturated. And so we look for ways that we can help our clients cut through the noise and really become one of those leading public figures. So there's a high level for you. Well, that's, that's awesome, man. What are, we have a lot to talk about today. So, so first yeah. off, what is Boost Media Agency? Like give us the, the high level on, on Boost Media Agency in a little more detail. Yeah, good question. So, I, we started out as like a public public relations company. So we're working with our clients to pretty much get them featured into like the media, news, uh, you know, publications like Forbes, Entrepreneur, places like that. I've really evolved the company over the last, you know, eight to eight to 10 months now since I've started working with my most recent mentor and really innovating to, to deliver more and to really keep up with the latest trends because things move so, so quickly. Like, you know, when I started all these changes a year ago, we were just doing, you know, basic social media content, you know, like, graphics and stuff as well. But now we're just focusing on short form video because that's what's working right now in terms of reach. You know, you can post a video on TikTok and get a hundred thousand views with zero followers, right? Right. There's not many things in the world that do that. Um, so reels, TikToks, YouTube shorts, super, super powerful. Obviously views aren't everything. They are a vanity metric, but at the same time, as Grant Cardone says, money follows attention, right? So the more attention you can get, ultimately, the more people you can impact and the more money you can make. So the direction that I'm shifting the company, um, I really want to become synonymous with personal branding and one of the top in the world. So that that's not going to look the same right now as it might in, you know, two years. So for the moment, I would say we are PR and personal branding, but that's going to continue to evolve. Pretty darn cool, man. It, it sounds like you're, uh, you've are you got your fingers in a lot of different uh, businesses too, right? I mean, in terms of the the uh, types of businesses that you work with, uh, they're probably pretty varied in, in multiple verticals, right? Yeah, they really are. Like I've, you know, for so long, I was really trying to, I was following like, you know, conventional advice, which is like niche down, find your niche, 
But what I found is like what we do is so industry agnostic and we have so many relationships across the board that there's literally no like person that we can't help, right? I know that sounds like very generic and some people hate me for saying that, but like we work with humans, right? We work with personal brands. Anyone who is like a business owner, founder of a company, coach, they can all, you know, and they will all benefit from building a personal brand, right? So yeah, we have worked with clients in over 50 different industries, you know, from mortgage brokers, coaches, law firms, like literally you name it, um, we've probably done it. Wow, that's badass, man. Now, what about entrepreneur media? What's what's your contribution there? How'd you get involved with, with that? Yeah, so they have a few different programs in terms of, uh, you know, public relations, different, you know, thought leaders to be able to contribute to their platform. So to be honest, I have been so busy that I haven't even written anything for about two months, I would say. So, yeah, I, I like to kind of just share insights on certain topics, um, you know, interview certain people. So people who are at very high levels, like, you know, uh, one of them was uh, a guy who grew to a million followers on TikTok in a year. I really wanted to pick his brain and share that with people. So he basically laid out his framework for that. There's a guy who runs one of the biggest influencer marketing agencies in the world, and he was sharing insights on um how they've been able to scale these massive companies, brands like they work with, you know, Fortune 500 companies and like these massive companies to actually scale their their social media through through short form video ads. So, yeah, I, to answer the question, I just I write in anything that's relevant to to what I love and what we do. Sounds fantastic. Now let's let's talk about your your upbringing. You said you kind of you know didn't stay with uh, college at first, but then you you found a different path, and then you've you kind of mm-hmm. melded all of this with uh, with sports as well. You mentioned golf, so mm-hmm. tell us more like about the way that all went down, and then how that kind of influenced your your mindset in the world of business today. Yeah, I love that. So. To go more granular on what I touched on at the start. So, yeah, like growing up, uh, to be honest, I was so shy and introverted. Like my 15-year-old self would look at me now and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're actually doing that, right? right. So that, that all started with getting out of my comfort zone, going to America. I knew no one. Made some really great friends there who, like, you know, were the polar opposite to me in the sense of, like, the outgoingness and extroverted. And it just rubbed off on me. And so after two and a half years there, you know, I would say that I was, like, a pretty different person. And then... I didn't end up finishing my four-year degree in America, long story, but yeah, it didn't work out at the second school. So I came back to, to Melbourne, which is one of the biggest cities in Australia. I was finishing my degree there and I was just like, I, I hated school. I hated university. I, I just, every day I'm there, I'm like, this is not for me. Like, I'm not meant to be here. Like, not saying this cliche thing, like I'm better than these people, but I just knew intuitively, like, man, like this, this is not for me and this is not what I want to do. So that actually led me to pick up my first book that I read uh, since Harry Potter in about grade six. And it was a book called Positivity by Barbara Fredrickson. And, you know, it was sitting on my dad's bookshelf and I was like, you know what? I could use more positivity. I wasn't like a super negative person, but at golf, I had, you know, some negative self-talk, let's say. I, would, I wouldn't give myself much credit. And uh, I read the book and like, it was honestly fascinating. The case studies and the science behind actual like positive thinking. It's not this like, woo woo like think i'm going to get a lamborghini get a lamborghini it's like if you literally talk to yourself in a certain way it elicits you know a cellular response that is far different to if you're like you know oh i'm angry i'm mad you know it it, it was crazy to me and so that's what started like my personal development journey and i was like hooked up that was like god if i apply this to golf like imagine the things i can do my results at golf skyrocketed right started playing better than ever and then 
for two years straight, I was like so not motivated, but I was just like so disciplined. And I was like getting up at five. Well, I still get up at five, but get up at five a.m. Work out, be at the golf course from like seven a.m. to five p.m. Come home, have dinner, go back to the driving range. So like I was putting in so much more work than anyone that I knew, which got me a lot of really good results in the short term. But after two years of doing that, I, I really, really burnt out and. I resented the game so much. I, I remember the exact moment on this golf course. I was telling my buddy about this the other day. I was at the second hole at the Dunes Golf Club and I was like, I'm walking up to the green and you're looking over these like huge paddocks. And I was like, man, like this is not what I want to do. Like the next, in reality, the next four or five years of my life would have been, you know, like most professional golfers starting out, like struggling to make, you know, a couple bucks and like working in a pro shop selling Mars bars in order to, you know, fund their golfing ventures. And I was like, this is not what I want to do. So yeah, I was very fortunate as well at the time that through sheer luck or sheer, you know, divine timing, I was actually running an events company for these two guys. I, I met them on Facebook. They, I started working their events and then they started another business and said, Hey man, you've got a great initiative. You're you know, a great guy. Like we'd love for you to you know, run this business for us. So we start this next one, you know, me being growth minded. I was like, sure, bring it on. Right. So I got so much insight into running a business from actually, believe it or not, running a business, right? So then when I went to start my own events company, it was like, cool, I know exactly what to do. And it was like a cinch. And then having all those skills then allowed me to scale Bruce Media Agency really, really quickly. Once I got connected with the right people, um, had some insight on, you know, working for another company in that space as well, very short term. Then, yeah, I just... I had the skill set to pretty much get it up and running and yeah, since evolved it from there. So that's a, a little bit of insight into all that. Well, I, I love that, right? So so in my world, obviously, you know, my background is my background. It's all about, you know, music and and uh, drums and percussion and the way I bring, you know, creativity to the world of business, right? And, you know, quite frankly, that's that's what Triple G Ventures is all about, right? At this point, we, we really think from a, a creative mindset and look at the world of business through the lens of creativity, which allows us to see things differently than most. And so it sounds like to me, you know, while your your world is golf and sports and, and all of this, it also sounds like that's the kind of mindset that you use the word discipline earlier. You know, it sounds to me like that's very much uh, the mindset that you bring uh, to your work every day of the week, right? Yeah, correct. Like, uh, you know, I was never a really, really disciplined person, but like playing golf like that taught me so much and like, you know, two years of it pretty well ingrained it into me. I was like, you know, this is, this is what it takes. And, you know, it was funny because when I kind of, you know, was starting that journey of like, you know, wanting to really go pro and stuff. Like I was like, you know, two, three weeks of like really hard practice and my game will be like an elite level. God, how delirious was I to think that. Right. And I think it's the same with a lot of people in business and like, you know, a lot of marketers will sell the dream of like, Oh, it's easy. Like get clients with ease and grow your business with ease. Like, you know, it, it can be easy, but the reality is that like 99% of the time it's hard and you have to do more than you think you're going to have to do, right? I don't know about so you, but I you, find nothing's easy. Nothing's easy. Even when they tell it's you, tell you it's easy, it's, it's never easy, right? Uh, if it is correct. easy, there's something wrong or there's something under the hood there, you know? It's almost the opposite of what they sell you, you know? Correct. If it's too good to be true, then it's probably too good to be true. Right? It's got to be, right? That's yeah. just... Yeah, I mean, that's well, I love like market. 
you ever have like a project you're working on with somebody they're like oh yeah it's easy we just have to do x right you just let's just go hire someone you know i hear these kind of things all the time and i'm thinking to myself it's never that easy. You're adding a new person. You have to train them. You have to onboard them. Once you get them in, you got to get them up to speed on everything that's going on. And and then what, right? And then a personality conflict or something else happens. And, you know, it just never works the way you think it's going to work, right? Correct. And I think that's like part of the fun. But, you know, if you zoom out and like from a bird's eye view, business is really simple. You know, you have an idea, you find product market fit, you get customers, you hire more employees and you just kind of repeat that, right? Well said. But on a micro level, geez, it's like hiring <laughs> someone. Cool. Where do I find them? How do I train them? Are they skilled? What do I need to teach them? Like, you know, oh, they messed up. How do we fix, you know, that it's very simple at a, at a bird's eye view, but like on a granular day-to-day level, like it, it's way more complex, but that's, it's kind of fun. You know, you just, you that's learn different the fun things of it. and like, yeah, you realize well, I think it's like the golf, it's made. the golf analogy again, you know, it's the same kind of thing, you know? Correct. Correct. So yeah, I think anyone who has a background in, you know, sport or music or whatever that may be at a high level, I think you just learn so many things that are, you know, directly transferable to business. Right? It's just yeah. another game. It's just another sport. It's like learning an instrument. Right? You, you suck at the start and then you put in the work every day. And then 12 months later, you're like, wow, I've actually come a long way. Right. Exactly. But it the secret is that hard work. It is that discipline. And I love what you said earlier about the power of, of positive thinking, because, you know, there is so much, especially now, right? Because we're surrounded by negativity, right? You, there's been this coronavirus pandemic, you know, with all sorts of bad things going on there. There's economic downturn. There's bad things going on there. There's, you know, all sorts of things in the environment. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, right? And if you, if you allow that voice inside, uh, man, it's going to be tough to get out of bed in the morning, right? But if you if oh, you yeah. adopt a, a positive attitude, it seems like you know that that's definitely helpful. Has that been your experience? Yeah, definitely. It's just like controlling the the inputs, right? Like a computer, the input determines the output. If I'm consuming all that garbage, I'm probably going to be thinking garbage and act garbage. But I cut out all that stuff. Like it's it, you know, I have a TV in the house, but we don't have it connected to the to any television stations. Like if if we're going to watch something, we have a cable, we plug into the laptop and watch something on Netflix, right? Which is rare in that case. But point being 100%, like the world is fueled by negativity because, you know, at the highest levels, the news and media, they know that that's what generates clicks, right? Oh, cat gets rescued from tree. Like, sure, it's feel good, but, you know, crazy war, people die and people go, oh my God, like fear, fear sells, right? Yeah, that's, right. it's true. But if you let it affect you, stand guard, you got to stand guard at the door of your mind, right? Yeah. Anything that comes in, you've got to be there. Okay, does this make sense? Is this, you know, am I looking at this objectively? And then make your own decision versus letting someone make the decision for you. Uh, it makes sense. So now let's talk about leadership and let's talk about how you uh, position yourself as a thought leader in the industry. Let's talk about how you approach leadership in your business and also what kind of practical advice you would give to our listeners right now in terms of leadership and, and things that they can do to take away from this. Yeah, good question. So I've learned a lot about leadership in the past, you know, three months. So I was, it, the kind of conversation started with my mentor. So I've been working with him for nearly like eight to 10, maybe close to 10 months now. I, I can't keep track, but point being he's, you know, built and run sales teams at the highest levels for like 10 years. So he knows a lot about leadership and it wasn't even like a conversation that I expected to have, but 
I was explaining all this stuff and he's like, dude, like you've kind of ruined your, your culture a little bit. Like you need to, you know, we need to work on some leadership stuff. And so that's when I kind of realized that like, I am, you know, I set the culture for the whole company. It's not like I can't just say to my, my team, Hey, go and do this. And then, then just expect to do it without me, you know, one leading by example, um, two, and like giving that culture of like keeping each other accountable. I'm a very empathetic person. And so if someone doesn't meet a, a target, for example, I'm like, Oh, it's okay. No problem. Like, you know, which it's good and bad, right? Good from a, oh, you make them feel good but at the same time, bad because you're actually, you know, ruining the progress that you could be making in the business. So just learning how to keep people accountable better, setting better KPIs. And I've really been diving deep into um, OKRs, so like objectives and key results. Are you familiar yes. with that? I am very much. Yeah, so yes. Yeah. So I've, I've always been a very shoot from the hip, like take action, make it happen, figure it out. But then it's like, okay, you get to a certain point, it's like, where are we all going? right? Like how can we get the team all enrolled in? This is exactly where we want to go. So yeah, I even booked a call last night with the guy who founded this um, big OKR software company. And it was really interesting to pick his brain about it because yeah, I, I kind of struggled to grasp the concept, but yeah, obviously learning from someone who, who knows it pretty well helped a lot. So yeah, to answer that part of the question, definitely starting with myself and leading by example would be the biggest one. Well, I think, you know, the OKR thing is so interesting to me because, you know, far too often, I, I think, you know, people, so I had a um, uh, executive coach that I, I worked with and I absolutely love this guy. And um, uh, he, he talked to me about be, do, have. And he says, you know, what, what do you want to be? You know, and I started listing out all these things that I wanted to have. And I actually at that time got it way backwards. Right. And, and he said, no, no, what, what do you want to be? Right. Like, what's the thing that you're going to do that's bigger than you. Right. And then what are you going to do to get there? And what are you going to have at the end? Be, do, have. Mm -hmm. And I, that resonated with me so much. Uh, it carried through and kind of everything I do. And I, I look at it and I say, hold on a second, you know, with OKRs, you're now focused focusing on, you know, not just what you're trying to do, but what are you really going to have at the end of it? Right. Because far too often we're like, you know, talking, we, we do it in reverse, you know? And so the OKR structure really, you know, gets you to a place where it's like, it, it kind of is the same thing. What do you, what do you want to be? What are you going to do to get there? And what are you going to have at the end? You know, and to me, it just kind of resonates and makes sense. So correct, cool. correct. It's almost like future pacing in that regard too, right? Like, you know what you want to be and then you start acting like what you want to be or, you know, where you want to be. Exactly right. Exactly right. So let's talk about PR. PR has changed so much. And you're talking about mm -hmm. TikTok videos. I think that's a great analogy. But like when you talk about building a personal brand, you know, uh, what's involved in that these days and, and what's the future of this industry? Yeah, good question. So. I think at the highest level, like I always just look at what the biggest people are doing. Like great example would be like Gary Vee, right? Or like Grant Cardone, Jenna Kutcher, Lewis Howes, all these people. Like, you know, they really tick three massive major boxes in my eyes, right? So that's social media, right? They're everywhere, posting a ton of content. Two is like podcasts and media interviews. So, you know, they'd be on, <laughs> they would have too many podcast requests to count. But point being like they are reaching so many people in those two ways. And then the third is like the public relations side of things, like the media outlets talking about them, like 
on a really simple level, like you, you search them up anywhere and you just, you can tell instantly, right? Wow. This person's like massive. They're really good. Like, you know, there's a lot of, um, people who can shortcut that by just modeling them. Right. So you look at what the biggest people are doing, you model that. And then, yeah, you can really, really like build a brand to a much higher level versus taking, you know, the slow route of, you know, maybe one day making a million or 10 million and then, you know, starting to build the brand. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I guess, you know, where do you see the, the, this industry going though? Like, you know, uh, you know, right now it's, it's such a funny thing. Like PR used to be, you know, a magazine, you'd have to get placements in a magazine or a television show or whatever. But, you know, now it really is so much more about, you know, social media and FOMO in a, in a bigger way. Um, how, how do you, where do you see this going? Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't see it changing massively, like on a macro level, but on a micro level, I think the strategies will change. There's always going to be new algorithm changes and new things working. Like, you know, God forbid if Google were to shut down, like, you know, what's going to happen then. Right? right. Right. Like, so I don't have a clear answer on that. I just think it's going to continue going the way where people are going to want to keep getting attention and building their brands. Because like we said before, money follows attention. So, Yes. I used to kind of think, oh, it's better to hide in the shadows and, and create stuff and build. And then, you know, people see you win. But I think nowadays, like it does you more harm than good because you could build a personal brand, you know, for yourself at Triple G Ventures. If you built a brand to where, you know, you had, let's say, Elon Musk status, you could just go and start anything and you'd have investors like jumping at the, oh, I want to invest in, in, in Elon, right? They invest right. in you, not, not just the product, right? Right, right. So, I think it's just going to continue. I don't see it slowing down, but the, the micro strategies might change. Awesome. Awesome. What do you think, uh, you know, if there's a small business that's out there that's listening to this podcast right now uh, and they're thinking about PR and uh, all of this, what, you know, how should they be planning for their success? You know, what, what advice would you give them? Yeah, I would just start by looking at like what makes what makes them unique? Like what are the, the things that make their story newsworthy? So, you know, my like a hardship as a child that you know shaped you into the person today like to use myself as an example like i think one of my unique things is that like you know i was an aspiring golfer competed at a pretty high level went to college in america you know like there's everyone has a really great story to share and it's about encapsulating that like you know a lot of a lot of publications and media outlets they just look at numbers right like i've had some incredible client stories but it's like nah the number's just not big enough right so it's it's very vain, a lot of it, but yeah, just thinking about what makes you unique, the key messages and to kind of, you know, if a small business or someone was listening to this, I always like to like paint the picture of an example, like, you know, why do all these people tend to flock to like one person or one thing? Like a lot of it comes down to social proof. So really basic example. So let's say you have two competitors, competitor A, competitor B, they both offer the same product and service, same price point, right? So competitor A, you search them up online, right? Wow, first page of Google, they got a Forbes feature. Oh, look at all these podcasts. Cool, you click on that. Look at their social media. It's branded really aesthetically, right? Cool. Let's check out competitor B. You look them up. Oh, shit, where are they? Oh, maybe like, okay, I think this might be their website, like the fifth one down, but you're not sure, right? Can't find anything else. You see their Facebook page might not have been updated in like four or five years. You're like, well, I'm probably just going to go with competitor A, right? Same product, same price point. Right, because they have all the social proof there. So it's just like it's a it's a psychological bias that's one of the most powerful in the world. So 
you know, you're either leveraging it or your competitors leveraging it. So even if you're like a restaurant, right? Like if you're a restaurant, you want to be getting in these magazines and publications, putting them on your door, right? So people walk past, it's like, you know, top rated restaurant in this street. Or I've even seen clothing shops that they have like three or four different uh, newspaper cutouts that have been featured literally plus on the front door. I'm like, God, that's genius because they just know that people go where other people go. And when they have that social proof, it makes it like way less risky in people's minds, right? No doubt, no doubt. So, what's next for uh, Boost uh, Media Agency? Where where do you guys go from here? Yeah, good question. So, like the three main verticals that we've focused on are yeah, social media, podcasting, um, you know, PR and media. The next, I want to move into like you know, TV keynotes. Um, so, like, I kind of have this vision or plan for the next stage of what we offer and um, kind of working towards attracting like those really, really high end clients so that, yeah, we basically, whatever, whatever they need to create like the most elite brand, that's what we do for them. So yeah, I think the TV and getting keynotes booked as well will be, will be massive. Outstanding. So, all right, Lewis, last question, where, where can listeners find you uh, and your company online? Yeah, the best place is probably just my personal Instagram. That's where we're most active. So at uh, Lewis Schenk, or one word. Um, yeah, I would love to connect. I've got a ton of great free media resources. So if anyone is in need of any of that, just literally send me a DM and I'll, I'll send them over. Awesome. Well, Lewis, thank you so much for joining us uh, at Success at Scale with Triple G Ventures. Uh, for anybody that's listening, please like, share, subscribe, all that social media good stuff that Lewis talked about. Uh, help us spread the word. Uh, we're out there to help uh, help you along the way. And uh, thank you again for listening. Until we see you next time, peace. Peace.